0: Hello and welcome to the Jollywood podcast. My name is Trent, and a little bit about this podcast before we start jumping into the subject of this season of the Jollywood cast is a little introduction. So I love movies. That's always been a part of my life is watching movies and TV shows, and I always enjoy everything I watch for the most part. Even if it's a bad movie, I can usually find something good about it. Now I feel nowadays that's not as prevalent. A lot of people have a lot of opinions on movies, and you know, of course everyone's opinion is valid if somebody dislikes a movie for a certain reason i completely understand it i genuinely enjoy anything i watch as long as it's not you know absolutely awful even the awful movies i can usually find at least something good about it as long as i feel like i haven't wasted my time watching the movie i'm i consider it a good movie some are better than others of course some are worse than others but all in all i just love film i love movies i love tv i love entertainment i love being entertained so i had an idea to do a podcast going over a specific actor now that actor or actress will change throughout each season but I as much as I love movies and film there's a lot of movies I haven't seen by actors that I enjoy in movies so I figured why not just watch through all of an actor or actress's movies from a game to end and I've decided to start with an actor who has been around for a long time and a lot of people love him a lot of people have started to hate him recently well maybe not him but hate his movies because a lot of people feel that his newer movies have gotten more lazy and that they are basically just an excuse to hang out with his friends in random locations. Now, of course, I am talking about Adam Sandler, who has 80 credits to his name as of the time of this podcast. Now, that includes movies and TV shows, that includes a few Hotel Transylvania movies, you know, a lot of Saturday Night Live, and I'll I'll get into Saturday Night Live here in a bit. So I decided that this would just be a good idea just to go through Adam Sandler's movies. And I was just going to do that on my own. But I really enjoy talking about movies as well. That's another thing I really like doing. And a lot of times I'll watch a movie, and then I will look up the trivia on it. And then I will go to Reddit or look for other podcasts or people reviewing the movies that I watched or TV shows to get their opinions on it. Now normally in those sort of situations, I will read the reviews. I'll read what everyone thinks about it, but I won't normally give my input on it. A lot of times, that could be due to the fact that the movie came out a year ago. I watched it, but all the Reddit threads I find are years old. I'm going to go in there and put my my input in there, and it's probably not going to be seen. Uh, if and if it is, I doubt anyone's gonna have that conversation with me. I could post it on my social media, but again, a lot of the movies I watch, people either haven't seen or they've seen so long ago that you know they don't really feel like talking about it. Um, there is the random time when I'll watch a movie with somebody and then we'll talk about it but a lot of times I've noticed besides from one or two close friends who are the same as me when it comes to movies a lot of times the conversation is just did you like the movie yes go over our favorite parts that's it or did you like the movie no go over our least favorite parts and that's it so I figured why not just make a podcast where I can get all of my thoughts out there and sort of just talk through what I thought of this movie or TV show and how I feel that the actor is growing if I can see influences to later roles in this which I'll actually get into because I did watch his first credits which was four episodes of The Cosby Show which I didn't even realize he was on The Cosby Show. I didn't realize he did a whole lot before Saturday Night Live but he actually has quite a bit of a history before Saturday Night Live and I didn't realize that going in. I had only seen his movies like Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. His more popular ones I've never seen some of his more obscure movies. I also haven't seen a whole lot of his recent movies. I haven't seen any of the grown-ups movies. I haven't seen Jack and Jill which I know is on a lot of people's bottom of their list. I know Rotten Tomatoes has that sitting pretty low right now. So, yeah, I figured I would watch through all of Adam Sandler's stuff from beginning to end and just see what that's like watching the actor grow. See if that gives me a new appreciation for maybe a movie like Jack and Jill. Maybe I can see that, oh, you know, it's not a good movie, or it's, you know, it's enjoyable, but it's not the kind of movie you would, you know, like a film critic would love. But going from beginning to end, maybe I can see, oh, this scene in Jack and Jill or this scene in Grown Ups is actually calling back to something he did in the past, or he's always had this acting style, why are people ragging on this movie when they didn't rag on a movie like Billy Madison, which I know Billy Madison is still sort of one of those movies that people either love or hate. I personally love it. I enjoy that kind of humor. So will I enjoy a movie like Jack and Jill or Grown Ups? Or will I even find it kind of juvenile or just a lot of jokes that don't really matter in the long run. So with that said, going over his list here, I've seen maybe a handful of the stuff that he's done. I've always considered myself a fan of his but looking back at it again it's mostly like billy madison a few of his saturday night live skits a lot with chris farley i think that had a lot to do with it too their dynamic was really good happy gilmore i've never seen the wedding singer that's one of the big ones that people are always surprised because i watch a lot of movies that i've never seen the wedding singer and it's just one that never popped up at a time when i felt like watching something so i'm excited to get to that one because i know that's a lot of people's favorites um and then a lot of his movies resonate with a certain type of people. And I did watch a lot of his stuff when I was a teenager. Now that's when you should watch his stuff from what I've heard. Movies like Big Daddy, Little Nicky, um, you know, Eight Crazy Nights, those things, The Hot Chick, those movies are made for a very specific type of humor. They are fart jokes. They are jokes that may not really lie nowadays, you know, just so some of the jokes in those movies aren't relevant anymore. Um, the kind of humor people had back then doesn't make as much sense now, um, especially in the current climate that we're in where humor has gone more towards just trying to be funny without being offensive. A lot of his movies I know around that middle area were sort of offensive and I know that when he started out he was just getting the roles he got and the Saturday Night Live he sort of bust through he was one of the big mainstays on there for a few years and then he kind of got his own brand of humor. Now during the middle area there during like the late 90s early 2000s the kind of humor was offensive it was jokes that you couldn't make nowadays and i think just looking through his list that he's definitely grown now that doesn't mean that he doesn't make childish movies anymore he does but i think he keeps it in the back of his head to be a little more pc a lot of his newer movies are made for families you know with with a few exceptions like uncut gems but movies from what i've heard about movies like grown-ups or jack and jill aimed more towards the family in mind movies like click hotel transylvania and they're, they're for grown-ups they're for the people who grew up watching Adam Sandler but they're also family friendly they have a lot of jokes especially with the joke like in grown-ups with the deer peeing on him that is very juvenile that will make kids laugh and it's not offensive it's there's nothing offensive about a deer standing up like a human and peeing on somebody that's just the kind of humor that he knows the people who watch the movie will enjoy he's definitely grown as an actor from the overview of what I know of him and the few things that I've seen him in so I'm very excited the most recent movie of his that I watched was actually uncut gems which I know a lot of people were talking about how he's back he can do serious roles why doesn't he do more serious roles why didn't this win any awards which I agree with I thought it was an amazing movie just the the emotion that he puts into that but and of course I'll get into that whenever you know I get there obviously that's going to be a while that's one of his more recent movies and I've got about 70 or so to go before I get to that but all that being said I'm very excited to get into watching his stuff the way that I'm going to do this is every movie will be its own episode. Um some of those episodes with the movies may have a short that he did I know that kind of near the beginning around the time he was on Saturday Night Live he did these random shorts there's one where he was in an ABC after school special about drugs now that one I wouldn't put out a two minute episode talking about that but I may put that with Shakes the Clown that and the dog police I believe the dog police is a short as well I'll probably put those which takes the clown because those will take a couple minutes each to talk about and then I can get on to the movie or I can do those after the movie. As far as TV episodes go, if it's one episode, I'll probably stick that with something as well. Again, I don't want to spend five minutes on an episode and then just end it there. So looking at his filmography here, uh, he was in an episode of the Larry Sanders show and then he did Airheads. Perfect time just to put those two together. Who knows if his role in Larry Sanders is more than five minutes anyway. Um, I know that in these Cosby show episodes that I watched, he he was in maybe a total of less than 10 minutes across the four episodes which is why I'm putting it on the end of this because this I feel this will be a good introduction and I can get right into those four episodes. As far as Saturday Night Live goes because at the TV show that's really the only TV show that he's done multiple episodes of past like four or five. He was a big mainstay on there and I could go through each of the 87 episodes that he's credited to find his skits and watch them all. I'm not going to do that. That would take way too long on there and that would probably be a multi-part episode on its own. Maybe in the future I'll get back to it but for the time being there is a best of Adam Sandler DVD. I have that DVD so I'm going to watch through that and I will talk about that. I'm not going to call it the Saturday Night Live episode. I'm going to call it the best of the Saturday Night Live episode. Now in the future for the next actor or actress that I do that may not be the case. If they're in a multi-episode TV show that's not a skit-based TV show the, the rules will probably bend on that. Like in the future if I ever do Chris Rock I'll do his season of Fargo. That'll only take me you know about a week to watch but the same thing for chris rock is instead of watching through however many episodes he would be credited in i would watch a best of dvd if there's no dvd available i would watch his i would watch his best clips the skits that he's the best in the ones that people talk about now if i ever get to an actor or an actress and i doubt this would happen but if i ever get to one that was only on saturday night live or a show like that for one season or like a handful of episodes i'll probably go through them skip through their skits the skits that they're in and just ignore the other ones but in the case of adam sandler he's already got so many credits there was a time when he was making basically any movie he could think of so going through 87 separate episodes of saturday night live that could be its own podcast that could be you know, even if you only do 10 episodes in one episode, that's eight episodes right there. I'm not gonna spend that long on his Saturday Night Live career. He also has music videos on here. Um, Of course, those will also go into a movie. And there's some movies that he has a small part in, like The Hot Chick. So for something like that, or for like Deuce Bigelow, especially when we start getting into more of his movies that he just makes a small cameo in, I'm still planning on watching the full movies. I will give brief reviews of those movies, talk about how I think he did in them, and then possibly that might be like a double feature episode. So for a movie like Hot Chick, I'll probably do that one. And then if he has a movie that came out that he was the main star in or he was in half of or it was more than just a cameo, I'll probably stick that on the very beginning of that episode. Like, for example, the hot chick we've been talking about, he plays a character called the Mambuza Bongo guy. He's uncredited, probably means he's in it for a scene, if that they probably pass him on the street, he says something, that's probably it. Next movie is Anger Management a movie he stars in, a movie he has a major role in. I will still watch The Hot Chick. I've seen it before. You know, I'm I'm still going to give a brief overview and say what I thought of the movie as a whole and then kind of focus more in on his part. And then we'll go into Anger Management, which is his vehicle. It's the movie that is about him. It's about him and another character. It's not just walking past him on the street. So that's the plan. I plan on doing this weekly. That's one episode a week could probably get through him. I don't want to say quickly. Maybe quickly just because, again, some of his early roles were... An episode here or there. So those are going to go quickly. We'll see where it goes. And who knows how many new movies he'll have out by the time I get there. And then we'll move on to the next actor or actress. But with all that said, let's go ahead and get into his very beginning role. He was in four episodes of The Cosby Show at the end of 87 and beginning of 88. He was in Dance Mania, The Locker Room, The Visit, and The Prom. In all these, he plays the character named Smitty, which is one of the Huxville Children's school friends. The first episode is called Dance Mania. Theo and his friend Cockroach are going on to a dance show which were popular back in the 80s and only one of them gets to go in theo's friend cockroach gets to go in which leads theo to be very jealous and that's sort of the through line of the episode is him being jealous of his friend for going in even though he offered to let him in but he was hoping his friend would offer to let him go in and he was going to take it that is the episode itself Now, Adam Sandler comes in about halfway through, and he's on screen for less than five minutes, probably about two minutes total. He is one of the school friends who is friends with Theo and Cockroach, basically hears that Cockroach is on the TV show, they all saw him. So they're just, you know, treating him like royalty at that point, and Theo is upset about it. Adam Sandler maybe has a few lines in it. Smitty has the most lines out of the friends besides Cockroach. I'm sort of just egging him on and saying, Oh my gosh, you got to go do this. That's amazing. He is very, very Adam Sandler in this. This was his first role and you can tell knowing how he acts in his other movies that he instantly went on to his brand. He knew where to go with it. He's goofy. He's moving a lot. He's got that thick accent. He is the most Adam Sandler that I've seen. It's sort of cool seeing him go right into that. I know a lot of times from starting young into going old as an actor, you change. He found it and he stuck with it. He knew that that was what was going to get him through. That was his acting style and he found it. I don't know if he did any commercials before this. I didn't look into those because they weren't credited on his filmography. But watching him start in the Cosby show, you you know that that's how he is. That is his acting style. He is going to stick with that. That's basically it for Dance Mania. Again, he's, he's there for a scene basically just to show that cockroach Has all this new popularity and to show Theo upset about it. The next episode is called The Locker Room. Now, this episode he's in right away. It starts out with Theo and his buddies, including Smitty, in the locker room after the game, and they're they're doing locker room talks. So basically talking about all the girls they saw the night before, what they were doing with the girls, that sort of thing. It was it's very exaggerated. They are going into details that never happened, that sort of thing. His whole role in this episode is just to tell whatever story he's saying, and then Egg his friends on like, oh no, you didn't do that. Oh my. my gosh, you did that, that sort of thing. Again, small role, but he's still in that groove that he was in from the last one. He is over the top. He's bouncing around. He's throwing the basketball or the dodgeball at somebody. He's making fun of them. He is... He is believable as being part of this friend group, but that's basically it for his role. There's a little bit later on where they come back to the locker room to start telling stories and Theo's upset because one of the friends went out with his sister the night before. But again, Smitty's just there to make jokes and then walk out of the room. His third episode of Smitty is called The Visit. Now this is one of those very special episodes where Theo's friend and his friend group's friend is in the hospital with cancer. Again, Smitty has a very small role. He is in the beginning of the episode where they're again coming out of gym class into the locker room and this time they're just talking about what they're going to do after class they're going to go visit the friend in the hospital and Theo doesn't want to go he is scared to go he's afraid it's going to be very depressing later on in the episode he does go and his friend is the same you know they're sitting there joking around and that sort of thing again Smitty's really just there to be a voice in the crowd he's there to egg Theo on for not wanting to go see their friend who's been in the hospital Theo makes an excuse about needing to study and Smitty hits him with you're going to study he's there to basically make jokes about Theo not wanting to go and how he needs to go see their friend that is smitty's role in that episode the fourth and final episode including smitty is the prom this one has a lot of smitty in it he's in probably about half the episode this time the entire premise is the boys are getting ready for prom and smitty comes in letting them know that his uncle owns a limousine rental shop and that they're going to be able to get a limo for the prom they're very happy about it it's only 90 bucks they're gonna be able to split it and they're gonna be able to take their prom dates to the prom in style. Well, another of their friends is getting a fancier limo. So the first half of this episode is them trying to figure out a cool way to take their prom date. Again, Smitty is in most of this episode. He is the reason they were going to get the limo. He's making a lot of jokes. They settle on getting a helicopter after Theo suggests it. So Theo's on the phone talking with the helicopter guy to get all of that. And Smitty is worried about if they're going to have free mixed nuts and making jokes about that, not really realizing that it's going to be too expensive to rent the helicopter which Theo later tells them that it's going to be about $300 which is when Smitty comes in and asks does that include the nut Theo has the bright idea to take helicopter lessons for $90 a lesson and on that first lesson show up in a limo with their suits on and their dates thinking that that means that the helicopter pilot will just let them go. It's the night of the prom and the boys are at the Huxtable residence. They walk in with their dates talk about getting ready to go to the prom the girls go freshen up and the boys go in the kitchen where Smitty lets them know that the caviar he was supposed to get for the helicopter ride was expensive so he got a very small can for about six dollars which gets joked about in saying we'll just give them tiny forks so they feel special. They go into the front room take a picture. Me's date is taller than him so he makes the classic joke of making her basically almost duck down out of frame for the picture so that he can be taller than her in the picture. They take off come back a little bit later and the helicopter didn't work out. The date's hairs are all messed up, and the boys walk in basically broken down. Bill Cosby gives Theo some money and lets him use the car, but the dates aren't having it, so they take off, and then the boys take off with the cash just to do whatever for the night. And that's the episode, of- and that's the end of Smitty, for as far as I can tell. He's not in any other episode. Um, I don't know if he was replaced with a different actor or if he's just not talked about anymore. I believe this may have been senior year for Theo. I, I don't know, really. I only watched these four episodes, so maybe he was out of school, so there was no reason for Schmidt to be in it anymore. I am kind of surprised that they didn't bring him back, especially since the show was on for a few more years, and he... The next role he gets was a year later in a, his own movie. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring him on again after he got a little bit more star power. But as I said for these episodes, he is very Adam Sandler. He is very Billy Madison. He's very exaggerated and cartoony. He's jumping around. He's making his normal jokes. He's got that thick accent in there. He is Adam Sandler from the beginning. This is a good picture of what his career is going to be like. He is going to be very animated, jumping around. He's not really going to be subdued in how he acts. Now, I don't know if that's going to continue through his stuff. Um, I know that some of his stuff is sort of smaller. I've never seen Going Overboard which is going to be the next episode and that's his first feature length movie but I have a feeling he's going to continue this especially because he's that way in Billy Madison. He's a little more subdued in Happy Gilmore but it still comes out in parts. I am very very excited to go through this. I am looking forward to watching through all of his movies. I'm just as excited to get into Jack and Jill and the Grunge. I've heard that they are trash. I've heard people hate them. I don't feel that I'm going to hate them. I feel I'm going to to enjoy part of them just because it's film and it's movies and it's it's going to be fun to watch and as long as i can find a couple good things about it i'm going to enjoy it but i am looking forward to seeing what people say so bad about it maybe this will be added to the list of movies that i hate there's only one movie on that list right now and it's not an adam sandler movie. every movie of his i have seen i've enjoyed so i am highly looking forward to going through all of his stuff and i am looking forward to every one of you going through it with me this has been the first episode of the jollywood podcast podcast my name is Rant. thank you for listening and i will talk to you next time with going overboard